What am I wearing today? Look, I went with the loafers. I've got the colorful printed socks on. I don't know what these are called, but the man at the shop said it's all the rage at the moment. I think they're called chinos. It's October 15, 2017, the third and final day of StoryFest, and the festival's main event is about to take place at the iconic Sydney Opera House, the Australian Poetry Slam National Championship. I thought I, I'm going to the Opera House, you know? I've got to, like, fancy up. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you probably already know how the slam ended. It was big news at the time. But we thought we'd share the whole story. <laughs> That's all I've written. So. You're listening to Word Travels Fast. I'm Tegan Nichols. At the start of this series, we began our search for the next Poetry Slam Champ of Oz in regional New South Wales. But at the same time that we were touring the state, other towns and cities across the entire country were hosting slams of their very own and sending their best poets to compete at their respective state finals. Only a handful managed to impress the judges, and they were now waiting backstage at the Sydney Opera House. More wait there is, the bigger the build-up is, so I'm just going to get, get out there. I'm Give pretty good. Go. Um, yeah. Like, slightly nervous, but also very excited. This whole excited. weekend has been the most amazing weekend of my life, and I just want to get on stage already. It's pretty keen. We'll be going down to the sound check space. Also backstage was Ariel Cottingham, who had travelled with us on our tour of New South Wales, and who, in only a few hours' time, would pass on her title of the Australian Poetry Slam champ to tonight's winner. Just, like, it's a little bittersweet because, like... The crown is the whole reason I'm back in the country. And I don't want to go home yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll like try and compete again in a future year, eventually, so I can come back. <laughs> you might remember that when we began our story back in Byron Bay, we ran into some contentious opinions regarding spoken word poetry. All performance poetry is doggerel. If they have not published, there's a reason for that, because it's shit. Welcome Ariel Cottingham, the Australian Poetry Slam champion. And so, Ariel used her time on the stage to make one thing clear before passing on her crown. This, this is for the poets. There are no dead poets here. We don't worship Keats or sing Shakespeare's sonnets. We know that old dead white men are not the only poets worth listening to. And old dead white men wouldn't know how to write what we write anyway. Miss Simone said artists must reflect their times, so call us prophets. Call us overwrought, overemotional, oversharers, we are. Call us sinners who talk about it so you don't have to. Humans are each other's pressure valves, and this is what letting off steam looks like. Printing presses are pressure cookers, but voices are steam engines, and poets are pushing forward where the gatekeepers have shut us out, but we don't need publication to be relevant, Laura. We are the past, we are the future, we reflect the times in which we find ourselves. There are no dead poets here. Now, a little about the National Slam. 
it works a bit differently to your usual poetry slam. In the nationals, there are two rounds of competition. Like always, judges are chosen at random from the audience, and then the poets go do their thing for round one. The five poets who score the highest in round one then go on to compete in round two. And for those who don't place in the top five, well, it's all over for another year. To make the scoring as fair as possible, a new set of judges is chosen from the audience for round two. Then, the poet with the highest score in round two wins. What do they win? Well... The publication of a book, a writer's retreat at Bundanon Trust. The winner tonight will go to the Ubud Writers Festival in Bali, the Hong Kong Literary Festival for the first time, Byron Bay Writers Festival, the Sydney Writers Festival, and we are going to be adding Canada. Winning this competition essentially springboards the career of the poet to new heights. So yes, stakes are pretty high. Round one begins. At this stage, New South Wales still has two poets left in the game. Shrisha from Sydney and Solly from Coffs Harbour. Both choose to perform the poems that got them to the Nationals in the first place. The ones that they performed at the state final last night. <laughs> okay, here we go. Going through to the next round. The results for round one are announced. Shrisha makes it to the top five. To the next round. And so does Solly. Solly Raphael. Of the approximate 1,000 poets who participated in the slam nationwide this year, only five remain in the running for the title. This is their last chance to show the judges what they're made of. First up is Shrisha. A righteous nightmare, night typing, pipe stifling. How's it cold? Cold shoulder, cold water. Boat's motor broke from Sri Lanka. Mother's bunker hit us safer. 1983, run girl, you won't be free relentlessly. Take you instead of me. I'm free. Sipping roadside bushels. My ammas, Dilma, blind and they'll bleed. Third world guaranteed. Gender inequality. Preach social fragility. Inevitably, Western literature promised a romantic ear. Robert Frost, where's my green undergrowth? You try to ease us, please us, lead us to the real us, realists in 2017 and sustainable ideals, fuels feel few when Donald's asked to grasp with the nuclear, ignite your fear, read political, feel critical, steal digital, meals vegan, you give a shit, the future's female, it's imminent. Think about our choices, we're privileged voices, rejoice at this nation, democratic frustration from white man's prejudice, Murder kids, Aboriginal was our original. Rupert Murdoch's of your mother's television. Tell her to enrol for postal vote because fuck Australia Post. Yeah, fuck your Abbott votes and fuck your hateful distaste for Tinky Winky's Dinky on Blinky Bill's Twinkie. Our home is girt by sea, but see our history will change the verse you speak for those who come across the seas with boundless egos. Draw dick in your poll booth. Pussy power is your quaalude. Word from Vishnu, danger, danger, see a stranger, brother lover, love another, because Mama said it's a world of love for a girl of love. Cheers. Next is Solly. It was a nice sunny day as I felt the gentle touch of the sand. As I sat there peacefully without a phone in my hand, 
A day felt like an hour to swim felt so exquisite. It was almost like time wasn't even existent. When do you relax and have a decent rest? When do you take a break and get that pressure off your chest? Because it seems to me we've only progressed in stress and all our ideas are currently being compressed in big factories with chemically enhanced genes and giant machines and our government should take the blame for making us all the same even though we don't want to be like the rest. So in no further claim, we should all be ashamed because you could ask a nurse, doctor or scientist and they'll all tell you no two brains are the same. There's our future sitting at school, programmed to be worried about tests, our past still waiting for an apology for being distressed, the homeless still feeling dispossessed, the refugees that aren't pressed as the government can't even make them feel blessed. The everyday heroes that don't get heard when their ideas are expressed and people who suggest that we behest the best. Because we need to embrace our differences and make our differences count. And although we're not a paramount and the world would love our to tantamount, we need to make our surmounts our fount of inspiration and affirmation because it's up to you to turn a pen into a donation and make every last dollar count. So don't justify equality of quality for volumes because inequality and equality's policy, polity is a jollity or polygolony and a colony's odyssey of psychological honesty is honestly an oddity. So when you finished fighting for your rights and differentiating your differences, transform your pens, let history help our future speak to those who don't want to listen and embrace our differences. Third up is Daniel Townsend from the Northern Territory. I was born on a tiny island on the edge of the world, the land of the thylacine, the land of my father and his father and his father and his father and his father and any father back then that is blank because no one put pen to page when the black war was raging. Place is a shape of a ragged heart. It's like a massy moss of mountains and stone all alone in this wild windy sea. My green home, your rivers flow in me. Your rain is in my veins. I know each tree by name and your moss, your foggy plains is like my writer's block brain. That moment of clarity is like a little sun ray. And then one day, I got on a plane to where the air is humid and hangs heavy as this jacket on a chair. I just chucked it there. I swear I'll never wear that thing again. It's bloody hot. Says the man in the Darwin Hotel, good place to run away to, good place to disappear. I am not running. I am sitting in the shade (laughs) on a footpath with the stony desert man who sings about yams. And when I say Tasmania, he says, oh, a long way that country. I am sitting with a western desert weaving woman who when I introduce my kids, she says nothing. And when we go to leave, she says... Bye-bye, babies. I love you. (laughs) I'm sitting with a Larrakia woman, saltwater skin, and when I say I love this place but it is not mine, she says, hot, you are welcome. (laughs) Did you know there is a rock painting in Kakadu of a thylacine? And I have stared at that thing, and my face has become a tearful triptych. I am not running. And that stone says to me softly, Daniel, 
Let the wild wind back in. Let the light dance in your eyes. Open up your ragged heart and let the land love you. You will never disappear. With only two poets left, Jesse Oliver from Western Australia is called to the stage. Wake up. I know that in your dreams you see the way the world should be, but we breathe in reality. Your sleep, it won't stay peaceful, even through a whisper of evil, and there is evil in the minds of sleeping people. Wake up. It's slipping through our fingers. The ability for civility because clenched fists don't know what they're fighting for. It's not love. Wake up. There you go. Now rub that sleep from your eyes. Arise and reply to those cries. Tell them why we despise the lies of a hateful enterprise. Tell them that dream where nobody dies and no one gets hurt and no one feels the emotional pain of being told that they are not the same. Tell them we share 99.9% of our DNA so we don't know them by difference. We know them by name or friend. And I would face my fears for the friends that I love because love is an infinite blanket. I will pick apart positive pieces of my past so that I can remember to thank it because every single little bit of little brittle love in life can turn the world into a banquet. But this is not for the weak. It's easy to sleep. This takes strength because the heart is just a muscle and humans, we make mistakes, but it's time to heal. Too long have we reacted to the things that we feel and it's not true to who's inside us because we all have bad thoughts, but they don't have to define us. It's time to trust that difference is not a threat to us, no matter what it takes, because food for hate is what fear makes. But you, you are awake. So make a loud alarm clock on the dawn of this new day, a harm block for the new way with arms locked, standing strong, because this world does have wrong, but two are not right. We end dark nights with sunlight to wake the world from sleep, because love is our weapon and we are armed to our teeth, and we will change the world with the words that we speak. Just wake up and make so much noise that no one can sleep. And finally, the last poet of the night, Victoria Alondra from the Northern Territory. Dear woman of color, woman with dark roots under whatever shade your skin has chosen to radiate your vibes captivate. Rejuvenate each day despite the struggles in your story, woman. Your soul is jazz on a rainy day, electro in the sunshine, radical hip-hop in the summertime, your soul. Your soul inspires revolution. Your every move is political, defying every statistic out to drag you down, a heavy crown you hold, but its weight you bear so gracefully. Dear woman, I know it doesn't seem fair that our opportunities too often lay in the hands of people who sigh. If only they'd worked harder, they'd probably be successful. (laughs) Dear woman, don't you for a second believe those words. Don't you for a second believe the researchers and professors who dehumanize your struggles with their academic papers, who rip your heart out of your body and use your blood to pen their story of your oppression. Dear woman, their story of your oppression fails to celebrate what you resist against daily resistance is, not allowing yourself to hold bitterness against the person who refused to shake your hand due to the color of your skin, that is resistance. Surviving police brutality at the age of 14 is resistance. Leaving your abuser is resistance. Staying alive is resistance. 
Academics pen oppression is a concept, easy enough to understand, but ambiguous enough for them to hide their own acts of oppression behind degrees and, but I have an insert here, friend. <laughs> they unbutton their name brand sweater and discard it into a wash basket already overflowing with the conscious that needs to be washed daily to remove the contradictions that stain it. Dear woman, I wish I could open every closed mind and make them see our value, but until then, my words will be the weapons that we will take to war. I will fight. I will fight until the only story our blood spills is the one that we have written. Scores are in. Checked and then rechecked. And Shrisha from Sydney third takes third place. Trisha. But when it came to announcing the slam winner, well, the competition took a bit of a turn. We have a strange and wonderful outcome. The top two poets had come out with the very same score. Because we have a tie. Which meant... We have a slam off between Jesse Oliver and Solly Raphael. Crunch time. Whether they were ready for it or not, Jesse and Solly now had to battle it out, head to head. In order to determine which poet would perform first, a tried and tested, highly sophisticated method of selection was initiated. Flip a backstage pass. We'll call it blue or white. Yeah, for who goes first, right? Do you want blue or white? Blue. Okay, here we go. Solly calls it, and so he nominates Jesse to perform first. Please welcome Jesse Oliver. This poem is for the romantics who are frantically trying to find whatever it is that they're looking for, and I'll use about two minutes to tell you why. It's a slam. Because my mate said that he read in a bossy A4 glossy mag that said that you want a girl who's freaky in bed. And he said that he's got this list of things that he missed and reminisced about girlfriend's past that passed long ago. He said he doesn't know when his soulmate is going to show. But we know this from all the books. The ones who find love are the ones who don't look. The answers are within. I mean, how could you begin to tear pieces off of past loves and use it to picture perfection above your knowledge of the universe? And how could the rehearsal of meeting her in your mind a thousand times tie you in any way to closing your eyes and accurately picking out the day on the crooked calendar of your future that you could say that you knew her from that exact moment until the moment's forever away? You see, you can never say for a second that you knew her before that day. So don't be the guy who is picking women like a Macca's menu. Men who know their order off by heart and start with a girl that brings their sum to one that makes for a whole lot of fun. A girl with a sesame seed, freckled face, olive eyes, and two nice buns. <laughs> but what's the right way to be? Well, be the guy that rolls the dice, see, walk up to the bar and say, hey, surprise me, but whatever it is, make it icy, because I'm cool. <laughs> and if for any reason you are rejected for being a fool, remember there are no rules in love, for all is fair in love. Some other stuff. But don't give up and don't get pissed because they also say that you miss 100% of the chances that you don't take. So risking it all is a chance that you should make again and again and one more time. And I'll tell you why. The times are changing. We are killing the ego and we're making more space for soulmates. Jesse was a hard act to follow, but Solly had no choice. Up he goes. Bang! That's the sound of evolution. It should lead to confusion, but thanks to your contribution, we found a solution for the word evolution. 
Now, to get evolution, you need to do something that's unique and new, like inventing a psychotic robotic barbecue or an antibiotic exotic beef stew to get rid of the flu and make you feel fresh and new. Since the day we arrived, we've been finding ways to survive and we've strived to stay alive with washers and dryers, motors and tyres, sellers and buyers and people who we admire. We seem to have a desire of being above the high wire, though some are relaxing and others are faxing taxes, even though the price is getting higher and higher. But humans, humans are still willing to believe we can achieve much more than we can perceive to conceive. Some people can weave, some people can play a semi-brief, while others are wearing short sleeves on a sick leave. Monday artists, I believe. We've been through wars and storms out of open doors to your new house with two floors that you bought for more than you could afford. Turns out the house is in a bad position, has a horrible mould condition and is going under demolition. Maybe the agent faked the acquisition. Oh dear, wasn't that a bad decision? Should have listened to your intuition. Some decisions in life get us into strife, but that's what makes us smarter and more able to enable the links between the future and the fable on a table instead of in the jungle that's unstable and unable to get internet access through a cable. <laughs> Throughout history, we've succeeded and we've failed and you're just finding that out on Wikipedia in great detail while you choke on the air that you've just inhaled because of the air pollution. It's a big prosecution, but we found elocutions just to tell the world we're finding a solution for pollution on our convolution as a counter-revolution and retribution. All for one thing, to prove evolution. Okay, uh, yeah, we got a 9.1. Immediately after the second poem, the scores come in. A 9.8. And coming out in front by a tenth of a point. Just make sure. (laughs) Okay, we got it. Was Soli Raphael. (laughs) The judges had voted Soli as the National Slam winner at only 12 years old the youngest in the competition that night. Needless to say, the media loved it, and Solly's performances were spread across local, state and national news outlets. But there's one element of the story that the media missed. The thing is, underage poets like Solly aren't usually eligible to take the Australian Poetry Slam title. The winner tours festivals nationally and internationally, which can become a little bit complicated with poets who are still in school. And so the underage winner normally receives a cash prize and a certificate. But Solly's work impressed the judges. Let's face it, he impressed the entire country. So it was decided that the competition had room for two winners, making Jesse Oliver the Australian Poetry Slam adult champ and Solly Raphael the youth champ. Yeah, it went pretty well compared to what I thought might happen, so I'm happy with what happened. Yeah, it feels good to have people enjoy your work, to have strangers you don't know just like what you do. I was totally rooting for Sully the entire time. I think that was a curveball as well. You end up standing there in the final and you're like, I'm actually in a slam off against this guy now. (laughs) I mean, the competition's never really a competition. Like, the best part about that night that I won't forget is just meeting 
people from all over Australia that that do the same stuff that I do in Perth. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that I probably won't forget for the rest of my life. We started this journey searching for the top performance poet in Australia. The one person who would become the 2017 Australian Poetry Slam champion. But as chance would have it, we found not one, but two. I guess that's just Poetry Slam for you. You never know how it's going to end. I don't know, it just happened. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen now? Don't know, whatever comes. Word Travels Fast is produced by Word Travels in partnership with All the Best and is supported by the New South Wales government through Create New South Wales. Sound production has been by me, your host, Tegan Nichols. We'd like to extend a big thanks to all of the poets who featured in this episode. To hear more episodes, simply visit wordtravels.info or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. <laughs>